Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Progeny Podcast. This week, my guest is Dr. Milad Hilli, a practicing doctor, blogger, and cancer survivor. In today's podcast, we'll discuss her journey through cancer and what lessons she took from it. Also, how important family and community support is, plus how her experience has inspired her to give back. Thank you for coming on this podcast, Milad. Um, Before I speak to you about your journey, um, I wanted to get the listeners to get to know you better. So, um, a brief background about yourself. Um, Hi, thank you for having me. Um, It's great to be here. Great Um, to have you on. Just a bit about myself. I'm a medically trained doctor, my final year training as a GP. Um, I qualified back in 2011, so actually I've been doing this for quite a while. I did have a two and a half year gap um, when I was not well, so I stepped out for my career, but I'm back now. I've been back for about a year. Alhamdulillah, that you're well, I'm back. Um, Some people might know you from reading your blog, Listen to Your Body. Uh, Let's start by asking you about your journey. Uh, And I'll let you tell your own story. So without wanting to completely bore the listeners, because obviously my journey is one that I've kind of documented in quite a bit of detail. um, If I had to say anything, I'd say it was an unexpected one. Um, I'd had my symptoms, um, so for those who don't know, I was diagnosed with lymphoma in 2016. Um, I was working at then in hospital um, as, in the specific speciality I was working in was in obstetrics and gynaecology, um, and at that time it was something very, very unexpected in, in some way. Um, I was, um, I had been unwell for quite a while, um, and I re- just going back, I remember the first time I felt quite unwell was after I'd seen a young girl who'd um, fallen pregnant. And I remember I spent quite time with her because we wanted to make sure there was no safeguarding issues with her pregnancy. Um, so I remember her being unwell and then I thought I just caught a viral illness off her. And that was the beginning of me kind of being unwell. Um, I had fevers which were quite high, constantly above 38. And I kept putting it down to me being um, on call, working long hours and just stress um, and just stress. Um, And I was I'm the type of person um, who I I never call in sick from work. I unless someone's probably like, you know, chopped my leg off and I can't get into work. I will always be at work. I'm you know, I was always very dedicated um, to being at work very early trying to be the first one in our work. So I, despite being ill, um, I kept just taking some pain relief and just kept going into work. Gradually, I began to drop weight slowly by slowly, and I, then I kept putting that down to being just stress. Um, then I started developing um, itching, really severe itching all over my body. Um, and I'd constantly be scratching. Everyone would look at me as if I've got like <laughs> rabies or something because I was constantly scratching every just scratching myself um and so i had these symptoms for about over two months or so and they were getting gradually worse part of me suspected i I, part of me knew i wasn't well um and so i decided to do a bit my own investigation and in i I decided to do my own blood tests um and they came back there were some abnormalities in my blood tests, but again, I kind of found reasons to try and explain them. I was really good at trying to cover up okay. and trying to find my own kind of reasons. 
sorry i know i'm probably going on no 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 quite a bit. um please so then um eventually i was on call one night um i was doing a night night shift and i was wearing scrubs which is with the, the clothes that surgeons wear yeah. it's what we wear because i was doing obstetrics and gynecology so we used to have to do some cesarean sections i'd be assisting obviously i wouldn't be doing it myself um so i was in scrubs and i had to keep changing my scrubs because i was sweating so much um and it just looked like i'd just run a marathon the scrubs were completely stuck to me um and it i just felt so uncomfortable um and then I, I sat down on the desk just to write up a patient's notes. And next to me was a, a medical registrar, the, the red medical registrar who was on call. And um, he obviously saw I was in quite some distress. And I just turned to him and we had a bit of a chat. And I said, these are my symptoms. And he said, well, you look really unwell. And you look like you shouldn't even be at, at work. Um, and then I said to him, no, 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 we're very busy. Um, I have to carry on with this night shift. And then he told me, well, will you promise me one thing that um, you won't leave work tonight without coming back and finding me? Because I think um, let's just get one of the consultants to just have a look at you. And I said, don't worry. I had coincidentally booked a GP's appointment for that for the next morning. OK. So I told him, but I, I booked a GP appointment. And he said, no, I don't want you to leave the hospital building Um at the end of your night shift so I stuck to my word he took my number so I kind of felt like I, I had to commit to his word and um then I was seen I had some blood tests and they said oh let's just do a chest x-ray routine blood tests and um, routine tests and I think because I'm medical um us medics we tend to want to over investigate our colleagues um I think it's so they did a chest x-ray and that's um and I was waiting to go home and then um, a doctor came in, a respiratory physician, someone who deals with lungs, came in and just pulled the curtains round. And that's when I first knew something was not right because for a doctor to pull the curtains round a cubicle um, and just the look he had on his face, I knew this was this is more than just, say, a chest infection or more than just a viral illness um, because he seemed quite serious. And, and that's when he sat down and said, um, we found something on your chest X-ray. Um, it's showing some shadows um, and he said we think you, we, we need to get a CT scan done urgently you can't go home um, and within about 15 minutes to half an hour I was put through a scanner um, I had a full body CT scan and um, that's when I was told that they're suspecting it's cancer um, and that was it really that's that was it I never went back to work after at the end of that night shift um within a week I'd had my operation to remove a lymph node and my diagnosis was confirmed um so that was how it all happened so it was a shock it was it must have yeah. been it must have been but uh, well I want to ask you about I mean uh, not to put you through the through through that memory again but how did it feel after the CT scan to hear that we suspect it's cancer at your age uh, with, you know, starting a, a new life, you know, a new career, and then you get told that? What's the first thing? I, I, and again, I'm sorry that I'm asking no, you this, but what's the first thing that comes to your mind? I went into fight and flight mode. My automatic reaction was, it's okay. I'm going to beat this. And it and I was like, it's okay. And I remember I was alone. And I remember the consultant and the registrar turning to me and saying, would you like us to get someone? You're here. How are you going to get home? 
and I remember and I said don't worry I'm okay I, I'm going to get through this I'm going to be okay and I think they thought then that um, it was me just it, it was I was trying to protect myself um, but I I knew I was going to be okay I, I set myself I, I knew I was going to get over it so I had this this power just from within that came and I was like it's okay it's just a problem um, I'm going to face it and I'm going to get through it and, and I did and um, you did and I think it's having that willpower because I was there time and time again telling my patients, you know, hope, you know, things hopefully will be okay. And so I had to tell you that to myself and I did. Alhamdulillah, you did. Uh, um, how was the support from your friends and family? Um, and, you know, it's bad enough, you know, that you hearing the news, but then telling your, 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 your family yeah, it was it, it it was difficult, and I think I I knew I was going to be okay, and I knew I would handle it so well. And um, I've always had a um, a high pain threshold, and generally I knew I could handle things quite well. Um, so my biggest worry was actually my family and their reaction because I didn't want them to be upset because my father back in 2013 was involved in a road traffic collision and he was really poorly, so we were in hospital with him for a long time, and I was just worried about having. M- putting my family through that um that was my biggest worry so I think the person I first told was my sister Mariam um I picked up the phone to her because I, I had to tell someone and I broke the news to her and then I I thought it was best not to beat around the bush so I was quite upfront with my family they were very supportive um I think I'm, I'm very blessed alhamdulillah to come from a family who are very very strong um no one really had a breakdown or no one kind of reacted in a bad way everyone was like it's okay everyone was quite we'll get through factual. this They're, we'll get through this um we're going to do this together and, and we did because my family stuck by me and you know my community my friends and i was so lucky because i was never alone i was never that patient in a bed um, sat by myself. I always had someone by myself. Were you married then, or um, I'd had my engagement, so I was engaged. Okay. It was several months after my engagement. Okay, so, so you're already engaged. I was already engaged. Yes. Yeah. So I think. Um, and I think telling comes, me, yeah. your fiance, how was how was that? Um, he was incredible. So my fiance was um, living in Kuwait. Um, he was born in Kuwait, and he was living in Kuwait, and. Um, he was doing great in his work career, um, and I think our long term plan was for us to go to Kuwait. Um, once I'd kind of finished my my training but when he found out about my diagnosis he was um he was incredible he just handed in his notice to his work and he just flew to the UK and that's it he was like I'm not going back until you're better and he did he, he that that was must have been a great support to have him and you know the fact that was. he left everything and said to you. I felt guilty because I felt he was leaving behind his career something he'd built himself um, been doing for qu- quite a while um, and I felt bad but um, this is what he wanted to do and um, if anything we'd not known each other for too long so actually if anything it proved to me his character and actually yeah. I think it definitely brought us much closer Alhamdulillah um, I'm sure there are there are when you go through a journey like this whether it's a week a year two years or however many years it is there's a lot of lessons that you can take from from, from such a journey and what do you think the lessons that you took through this journey are? I think firstly, most importantly, which is why I called my blog, Listen to Your Body, is actually um, it's 
tell myself to listen to myself and to be aware of my body and actually when it, when something's not right to, to um, not to get over anxious because that's you can there's two extremes you can either mm. be a person who's kind of super anxious and blood test every week exactly doctor i think i'm dying or you can be <laughs> someone who i was who was like right you know i could be bleeding to death and i'd still be like oh it's fine i just had a paper cut so i think it's getting that balance and listen being aware um so that's the number one thing but um i think i learned a lot as, as a doctor um I learn what it's like to be a patient and unless you're a patient mm -hmm. I feel empathy is something which no university can teach um That's very interesting no books can teach you how to be empathetic mm -hmm. but when you're on the other side and you are that patient having needles stuck in your um, left right and center when you're the person being given bad news um when you're the person being given a whole bag full of medications and the doctor's telling you why you're not taking your medications and all the things that we easily do as, do as as a doctor you can easily do and not understand patients not understand their their perspective on things um so it definitely gave me empathy um i feel i will never ever practice i now the way i practice now will always be different okay i i now feel like when i'm whenever i'm seeing a patient i see myself through them and i feel like well if this was me what would i want and i think the message I had to give out to my colleagues and the doctors out there it, it's we may think we're empathetic but really sometimes it's just a front that we put on and actually it's trying to if this was our mother our brother our sister our loved ones what would we want for them and mm -hmm. that's how I now practice amazing um and a lot of people were following the blog um I was one of those that that, that, that read the blog um always looking for for latest updates um why did you do the blog um, when did you start and what was what were you trying to get did it make you feel better or were you trying to get others to take you know advice or get some lessons from from your journey um so the idea of the blog actually one of my friends suggested it she said, well, why don't you do a blog um and the day i started the blog was the day i was formally given my diagnosis so i went home i remember i'd I'd went home and I hadn't even like taken off my hijab and I was still like still you know my clothes which I'd gone to see the doctor and I'd been given that you know your biopsy has shown it's definitely cancer and I opened um my iPad I don't have a laptop I use iPads um so I opened my iPad and I do everything I love my iPad and I opened my iPad and I at that point I wrote down and I said you know what I'm, I'm going to share my journey um I'm going to be very open I did not expect to get um I didn't expect people to read it but I I thought I'm going to put it out there I I want to as a doctor I felt like I had a had a duty to be open open in a community where people might might not be talking about things like illnesses yeah and I felt like there I shouldn't I you know why am I a doctor if I am ashamed or if I'm up or if I want to hide my illness actually no i'm going to go out there i'm going to write openly i want to share with people the, the ins and outs the truths and take people on a journey with me um i didn't know how long the journey would be i didn't know how whether i would continue writing but i knew when i did start the blog um that i wanted to raise awareness i i wanted um i wanted to be open um and, and hopefully and it, it it did help me i think writing was my way of um i I didn't want to overload my my close ones, my friends, my family, um, my husband, um, and kind of um, let out my emotions to them. And I felt I found it easier to write it all down. So um, what I wrote on my blog was um, if I, all the emotions I put out on my blog were the ones I put out. I, I never kind of 
vocalize them so if i had to express myself it was purely through writing so it was therapeutic it must have been and it's very different because coming we're from the same sort of community um i feel you know usually some may hide the illness some don't even like to speak about it even like for example the word cancer in in arabic is never used the word saratan is never used no No one (laughs) says this person has Saratan, cancer. They use he has the marad. Yeah, we we we're, that, that's how I see it. You know, where we try to not let people know. And so so what you were doing is it's is very uh, unorthodox to 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 the from from the community that you come from. But I think it's it removed that misconception of 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 hiding or not telling people or so 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 that was that was very unique. Um, and and that brings me to my next question is from your experience it seems that you were inspired to give back uh why is that so yes um i felt i, I was very lucky you know um uh, i had difficult times in my journey i was really ill at times i thought i wouldn't wouldn't pull through because um the outcome things were just not going the right way particularly when my cancer came back um but when I did, I want to ask about yeah. that actually. So, because you you explained the story up until you got the news, so the, the cancer went and then it came back. So I had um, treatment. I had treatment. Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, we'll no, go no. back to the. <laughs> no, yeah. I think it's an important point to touch on because I had treatment. I had chemotherapy. I completed the chemotherapy. Um, I had a lot of act- loads of side effects. So actually, my journey through chemotherapy was definitely not a, a smooth one. Um, when I finally did complete chemotherapy. On the 11th of January 2017, I was given the all clear. So my scan came back showing no evidence of cancer at all. Um, and that's when I rejoiced and I kind of announced it on my blog and, and you know, celebrations began. Um, and I, that's when I began to plan for my wedding for the, for the second time because I think I've touched a bit on it. Um, I had to kind of cancel my wedding about three times by the end of it. So... Um, I was planning for my wedding and, and things just looked great. Um, you know, I'd beaten cancer, you know, I'd had all the chemotherapy, I'd, I'd pulled through. Um, and then about two months after being given that good news, um, I started breaking out in a really itchy, intense rash. And I had was starting to have some pain swallowing. And I remember um, I spoke to my doctors about that. Um, and because of my scan results, um, I felt no one really thought... It, this could be bad news um and i remember um one the first doctor i saw said oh let's just repeat your blood tests and um i'll see you in a few months time but i felt uncomfortable with that because i was listening to my body then okay, this time, I, I, yeah. my you know the message that i you know was, um, was giving out I, I began to take it to take it myself and and i felt something was not right so i remember going down on a separate date down to the clinic i didn't have an appointment but i went down and i saw like the head of the clinic one of the doctors the consultants another one and i said listen these are my symptoms i'm worried and then he said okay fine i'm not worried it's very uncommon how you're presenting is not the way that your disease would present so with an itchy it was urticaria so hives isn't a typical way but because you've got some pain swallowing there's no harm let's just do a scan um and and in the meantime i was sent to see an ent specialist to see w- whether the, my pa- pains with swallowing had to do with ent so air nose and throat mm-hmm. or and i was also sent to a dermatologist to try and explain the rash um and then i got the scan result back um that was a shock 
So I think because I'd felt such a positive, I felt that the doctors were were so so positive and about it not being a cancer, even though my body was telling me something wasn't right. So when I was told that, you know, your, your cancer's back and it's back and it's a bit worse than what it was. Um, I, I felt at that point, I probably wasn't as strong as I was first time round because I, I felt you know, just those words, I, I felt like my life had just fallen in front of me again. Um, and, it, it, you know, it took a lot. Of, I think it was the fact that I had to cancel my wedding again and I'd put so much effort into planning it and I'd gone back to work. So I'd just gone back to work and I felt like I just found my my feet and I just felt and then you have to start the rug again. was pulled from under my feet. Um, so that that was hard. It took me a bit longer to to pick up my pick myself up from that. But then eventually I did and kind of gave myself a bit of a talking. Alhamdulillah. Um, what advice would you give uh, for people that are going through something similar to what you are going through? And what advice would you give those around them, their loved ones, their family members? So I would I would anyone who's going through a similar journey, I'd say that it's okay not to be okay. Um, it's okay to to have low moments or it's, it's okay you know you know we hear you you have pain you know you're, you're suffering we we hear that you know you are not alone but at the same time um it's really important to remain positive to find your to find an inner strength because actually you can really help yourself a lot you can get the support of the world but if inside you if you don't want it then you know it's difficult however much everyone does something for you you have to want to, to to fight and i'd say just don't give up be positive and whatever the outcome is as you know you put in what you have and you remain positive and and um you you'll get through and and if you don't it's okay because not everyone does get through it but um definitely having a positive outlook and and acceptance because i think a lot of people have try not to accept you know yeah they try to reject the absolutely. whole idea and and seeing the support that you got and you said that was quite vital from your family and your loved ones um what if someone has a you know from that experience someone has a loved person going through that what's the best thing they could do how could they sort of make the other person feel feel better i guess um, definitely don't play it down okay because actually when you're not well you know you're not well and and um so not to play it down but but to be by their side to be encouraging um to give them space when they need space but not to completely pull away um and actually um to to just be by their side because actually it will even if they don't thank you even if they're just too unwell to acknowledge you they are they are you know they need you and actually your support is really vital do you think um the again this is going back to the blog it's, it was a way for you maybe to to express yourself better maybe you said not so much with your family this was your best way which was writing um should people try that should they try something different to what they're usually doing maybe if they're going through that to i mean obviously everyone's different how they take it but do you think this blog was part of the treatment i think it had a big part to play definitely but everyone should find what's right for them and actually if writing or if 
some people find it difficult to be open and actually um yes i i was open um and i think it's great to be open but i don't want to put anyone under that pressure to feel that they have to go out and yeah. and be as open but um find what's right for you whether it's writing or whether it's even having a bit of therapy i had therapy at some towards the end of my treatment when things weren't good um and if you need help or support if it's not from friends from family if you're not writing therapy is an, is one option or doing something that you enjoy so i remember i knitted as well um i kept myself busy doing a few things um teaching myself new skills a bit of sewing so um um i i studied as well for um exams so i i did everything that i could to distract or to distract myself to keep myself busy so and your spiritual side how 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 was that affected uh uh was it was it something that you know the fact that you're a muslim uh following the path of the ahlul bayt did that did that have any any help to in in your in your treatment oh massively i i can't begin to explain um my perception on religion changed completely i felt i went into my illness being one person um and actually you know religion is more than the way that you look or the way that you dress mm, yeah um i found a in a depth i found a connection with god that i think you can really um if i hadn't been through this journey i wouldn't have found and and that connection was more than a superficial one um it was um a, a, a trust in god and actually i never i never and i never doubted the existence of god at all far from it but i felt that i felt god was with me and i felt that um i already felt his existence more than i'd ever felt before and i think my prayers um i felt when i was praying it was a dialogue with god rather than it was just a routine um so actually um for me now religion is 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 it even a big has plays a bigger part my faith because plays a bigger part in my day-to-day life now um does it does it does it make a difference i'm sure it does actually but what's the difference between being a patient and being a patient who is a doctor doctors make the worst patients because <laughs> when you know a lot okay it doesn't help oh, it doesn't i thought help it would help on. because you know you d- it's it's a, it's a two-edged sword because you can either know too much and then actually you're constantly worrying um or um you know you're over anxious or it could be good because actually having that understanding that goes back to what i was saying in the beginning actually being aware, accepting so um, which one were you the over anxious or the um would you i, I say think um or would, would it differ a bit, yeah uh, probably I a, bet, a bit yeah, yeah. so at times when i when i felt things weren't going right i obviously, obviously i was over anxious and i never liked to pull out that oh i am a doctor card because not everyone knew i was a doctor in hospital not all the nurses not all but if i felt something was happening in the wrong way i didn't i wasn't scared to speak out and i don't usually like to pull out that card so that's when knowing was is important going back to one of the questions yeah. i asked before i interrupted you um and that was how has your experience inspired you to give back um it really has because um i think i went long-winded um to try and answer that but um ultimately i was very grateful for everything that the medical team who looked after me did and i felt that i was very grateful for the support that i got from my community um i did not expect my my blog to take off the way it did i did not expect the messages um the warm wishes i mean i can't even begin to explain it was so disproportionate to anything that i would have ever imagined and actually and i feel that had such a big part to play in my recovery and so i felt that when i i remember towards the end of my treatment um and i said 
if I do get better, because at that point I I I wasn't responding to treatment, so I told myself if if I do get better, then I I want to give back, and actually I want to give back because I'm going to do more to raise awareness. Um, I'm going to, and that's when it kind of it clicked me to. At that point is when I thought, well, if I ever do get better, I would love to do something like a YouTube channel or something just to be able to to give back. Um, and obviously not to be charging people or not to replace someone's own doctor, but to be able to um, raise more awareness, go a step further than just talk about lymphoma, um, to speak more openly about health problems. Um, and that's why, it, for me, it, it means a lot. Uh, I feel I've been given a second chance and um, for a reason, and maybe that reason is to, to, to give back um, and to keep raising awareness and... Yes. You've started your YouTube channel, so what's the YouTube uh, channel name? So hopefully yeah, we so can get people to start following, um, it's subscribing. Yeah, thank you. Please click like and subscribe. I'm learning to say that. Um, it's Milad Hilly, so it's my name, um, and I will be linking it in my, in my blog soon. What sort of advice and, and, and videos are you going to be doing on, on the so people look out for yeah, those? Yeah, so they're mainly medical things. So okay. it will be uh, medical topics, um, like fun facts, um, talking about medical myths, um, also letting people into a bit about the life of a doctor and what it's like in the the day to day um so everything related to, to everything medical um raising awareness is also a big part um speaking about taboo topics uh, speaking of 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 taboo topics or misconceptions what what are the misconceptions people in our community have um towards health related issues and did you have situations like that yourself yeah so I had a lot of support, but there were some people who were a bit negative. Okay. So I had comments like, "Oh, like you're 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 lucky your husband stood by you," or oh, wow. or people telling my husband, "Oh, um, you know, why are you still with her?" And actually, you know, um, so a lot wow. of comments. So a lot of things like, you know, why would you want to be with with someone who's ill? Or um, so it's it shows people's. Um, ideas of of illness and how they see it and how if you're ill you're suddenly written off um, um, particularly with me because um, I've been open about being in the menopause um, because of the damage that chemotherapy um, caused so um, I think a lot of people um, feel that if you once you're ill then you've got an x on you or you're you're less of a person than um, other people um, for example, I know people who are diabetic um, and being female or male and people not wanting to marry them or, or propose to people with illnesses because, oh, it's, it's like a weight you have to carry. Um, and there's this whole thing of people being ashamed of illness, whether they have mental health problems or not. And that's what I really want to get out of my, my YouTube channel is that someone who's ill, um, a lot of the time they're not ill by choice. Um, then no less of a person because because they're ill, um, and we should be supporting them. And um, an illness does not define a person. I was never cancer, and cancer will never be me. Um, and n- neither am I menopause. And menopause, you know, I, I am who I am. And actually, my illness is is just a part of my journey, my life. And anyone who's got an illness, um, they are they these are people who actually we should. And respect because they're going through their own struggles, particularly people with chronic health conditions. So that is things like diabetes, for example. Um, there are treatable conditions like cancer. Luckily, I was it was treated for me. I was treated, but people who continue to suffer with long-term conditions, in my eyes, they are the real heroes. 
Um, and these are the people who I, you know, who I look up to. And actually, I would tell people, yes, that would be a person you may, might want to consider to be your spouse or um, to turn to them because these are people who are strong because they're going through something every single day of their life. And actually, that strength is a positive thing. So, um, yeah. A bit shocked to, to hear that people would write <laughs> stuff like that. Um, when did you get the news of being all clear? Um, and tell us a bit about the was it the third or fourth time you you planned your 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 wedding? Oh God, I've lost count. So um, I um, I had my transplant. So it was different um, because you don't have a scan after your transplant. So I've not had a scan since I've had my bone marrow trans my, my stem cell transplant. So um, there was no kind of appointment where you sit with the doctor and you're told you're all okay now. Mm-hmm. I, I had the transplant and then you kind of go home from that. And then it's, um, you, you know, the transplant is, you, in the hospital where I was treated, they don't, I wasn't scanned after. So um, you're assumed to be well. So um, unless you start developing symptoms. So um, it was an expected news because I was, unless I, something went detriment- detrimentally wrong with the transplant, I kind of knew what I was heading towards. Yeah. And the wedding? Gosh, the wedding. The wedding was is a story in, in, in itself because I had began planning it in 2015 when I got engaged. And then I planned to do it in 2016. Um, and then I had to cancel that. And then I planned it again for 2017 and I had to cancel it again. And then eventually I did get married in um, June 2018. Um, I... It wasn't, it was great. I made, I kept it very small, very intimate. Um, I still hadn't, my hair hadn't grown back, so I had to wear a wig. So it wasn't a conventional wedding. Um, it it was never, nothing in life is ever perfect. And I think that's what I took away, that you can't have the cake and eat, your cake, have your cake and eat it all. Um, so there were, I was, I remember in the wedding, I was still really tired. I had to sit down at times. Um, so mm. I was still gathering my strength. Um, but it was a celebration and I think it was I think it was a celebration rather than of a marriage it was cause I think I'd grown so close to my husband because he'd been by my side that the wedding was more of a celebration of me getting better Alhamdulillah, so, that's yeah. great. What other, you know you read com- you've mentioned you read comments like you know someone saying oh why are you with an ill person and, and then you've you've got I'm sure you've got the good times um what are the what are the, the best and the worst things that you faced throughout this journey I think the support of people, the openness of people, um, I think I'd say over 99% of people being so open and supportive um, about my illness um, and I uplifted them, that was definitely for me the best. And um, I managed to, to if, if, if I did um, put out a message about one form of cancer or raise awareness, um, I think the low points um, for me were my weak point times when I... Um, had my bad days where I wasn't as positive because you put a pressure on yourself and I think because people would, would were writing oh you're so positive and I I had I ended up putting myself under this pressure to constantly be, be positive, positive yeah. and actually that's not possible because however resilient you are and I you know alhamdulillah I've got a lot of resilience um you're still a human being and you will break at times and so and I, it's okay to do so and, and it's okay to do because you're only human you need to give yourself that time and that's when I did have a bit of therapy um in the hospital but that they were my low points when I when I felt that um I wasn't being as positive or um I felt let down by myself but I shouldn't have felt that way and I learned that learned that through therapy 
Alhamdulillah. Well, the therapy helps, so that's yeah, that's, that, that, that's important. Maybe in our community, a lot of people might look at therapy in a maybe negative way, I guess. Yeah, and they they they'd put off people to to do therapy because it's not something Iraqis do. But so 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 that's something that again you broke you broke boundaries by 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 doing that. Um, finally, I'd like to ask about the plans for the future. Um, what do you plan? And you spoke about giving back to the community. What do you aim to do? So I hope to to grow my um, channel, my YouTube channel. Um, and I think ultimately that's what I'm really working on. It's something which I probably have been. I've been thinking about back since 2017 and finally I have launched it. Um, I hope to be able to address um, taboo subjects. Um, I hope to be able to um, break stigmas and stereotypes and and to help people who are going through medical problems feel a bit better um, about their what they're going through in their journey and, and to just continue raising awareness, answer any questions that people have and, and make health um, health topics more accessible to people. Um, for people to to be more aware and more in tuned with with health problems and not kind of put the blinkers and just ignore what's going on because um, it's easy to do that. Milad, thank you very much for thank coming. Thank you for having me. Thank you.